This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 160, sponsored by Witchblade, the anime series from Funimation, In Stock Trades, and Netflix. Well, it's just hard to take all the good qualities, match them away and fighting. And we better quit. The job getting sick, how it is becoming degraded. And in this age, where everything's fun apart. It's a game. Don't think I'm crazy or not. One, two, three, five. Hey, welcome to the iFanboy Pick the Week podcast, episode 160. My name is Ron, and I'm here with... Connor. And Josh. 
and uh, many other people as we are uh, recording this audio podcast uh, as we're broadcasting on Ustream, um, which is kind of cool. So uh hope people are enjoying that. And you can find out when we do that by following us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash iFanboy. But enough of that. Uh, we are from iFanboy.com, which is a website that is dedicated to all things comic books, where we read a ton of comics, and each week we kind of rotate, and one of us picks the best comic that came out that week, writes a review of it, puts it on iFanboy.com, and then we come here to talk about that comic, as well as all the other comics that came out and anything of uh, topical interest. Um, but before we dive into the show and hear uh, Connor's pick, uh, I want to remind everybody that we're going to be talking about the comics that um, are coming out, uh, the comics that came out, that we're going to be talking about what happened in them, and there are going to be spoilers. So if you haven't read your comics yet, press pause, go read them, and then come back, and then you can partake in the fun. Or you can be spoiled. It's up to you. So, um, yeah. So that said, Connor, you had the pick, and let's hear it. You know, sometimes we talk about our books and we say... Yeah, it wasn't a good week, but this was a good book, and it would have been a pick of the week in any other week. Um, not this week. This week, the pick of the week was Robin 180, and it was the most fun book I read on a week where there was no standout book, okay. which was kind of depressing. Like, I read all my books, and I, there wasn't one that really blew me away. There was a bunch of good ones. There were no really bad ones. There were a couple of clunkers, which we'll get to, but... Um, there was no book where I, I read it and said, wow, that's going to be hard to beat. You know, every book had a problem. Every book I had something wrong with it. Or it wasn't just, it was pretty good, but not great. So what I ended up with, I ended up with reading um, all my books. And I was holding up Robin, 180, and Amazing Spider-Man, uh, 578. And those were the two choices. Because those are the ones I had the most fun with. Those are the ones I kept coming back to. And in, in the end of the day, I, I looked through them both again and realized I had the most fun reading Robin. So that was why it was the pick. It was a pick with equivocation. <laughs> that's my um, that's my stance on this. Well, one. But, I, I saw you, you you made the pick pretty early on Wednesday, so I was able to read Robin in the store I was in, and and I don't know why you picked it. Well, because it's it's the culmination of a story that's been going on for a while, so I can understand yeah. if you haven't it read it. Super confusing to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely. I thought it Jason be. Todd was Red Robin. No, that was mm-hmm. the, he was during Countdown and he abandoned the identity and that was the uh, mystery was who was the new Red Robin or right. who was in the costume, not necessarily new, but um, it was a solid four-star book, which is, I had a bunch of solid four-star books, but there was just no five, there was no book that, you know, there was no five-star book and it was kind of disappointing, but um, Robin, as I said, it was, the, it was part four of the storyline where, this is post-Batman R.I.P. and I mentioned this in my review, there's lots of problems in the Batman books in that RIP has been de- super delayed, and and instead of holding all their books back, they've just sort of pushed on ahead with them. Yeah. So now we're in a post-RIP world in Robin, and we don't know how it got that way or what it means. And basically what's been happening is the city's falling apart, there's gang warfare, and specifically in Robin, they've been focusing on the teen gangs. And somebody's been inciting the teen gangs to fight each other and to come together, and this mysterious red Robin shows up. So in the, middle, in the midst of this, Robin is basically holding the city together as best he can with the reluctant help of spoiler or receiving the reluctant help of spoiler and this issue was basically him running from one fire to the next trying to put trying to keep every you know keep keep the city from burning down he's basically basically he fights somebody he's got to run off to the next fight he's got to run off to the next fight because he's all alone now and there's nothing nothing he can do but just keep fighting and I, I really enjoyed Fabian Nicieza's take on all these characters. He's, he's got a really strong handling. This goes back to when he started doing those Nightwing issues. And 
he really does a really good Robin. He, in fact, you know, the return of Chuck Dixon was a little disappointing in that all these returns have been lately, which is worrisome for the Flash book that's coming out. But yeah, um, um, he he does he does a really good job with these characters. Robin's got his own little universe, his own little supporting cast, and. While the the reveal of Red Robin wasn't as exciting because it was a character we've seen throughout the storyline, the, the general who's who has been helping the spoiler, but was also a villain for a long time. The big reveal that was exciting was that behind the general, behind the Red Robin, behind the gang warfare was the Anarchy, the character from the early '90s who was an Alan Grant, Norbrae Fogel staple, the V for Vendetta tribute character, and he's apparently back. And he was a character that they created to hopefully they wanted him to be the new Robin. Uh, before Tim Drake, that's what that's who was created to be by Alan Grant, but DC said no. So he's got a long and and, and sort of complicated history with the with the Batman world. He is a bad guy, but he wasn't totally bad because he couldn't be totally bad if he was going to be considered to be the Robin. But it's um, it was just really fun, and it was it was really fun. And there's a tint, there's a twinge of sadness in reading it because these books are all ending and they're going to change. So it's it's kind of an end of an era for Robin. It's co- as coming to a close. This this Anarchy storyline is the last. The last storyline in this book, basically. There's two more issues, and it's, the book's being rebooted in February, so that's it for the book. Does, this that, is, make, this does is, that make you sad? Because this is a title yeah, you've always loved, right? It's 180 issues. And how often does that happen anymore? Right. You know, very rarely. And this was a book that would have hit 200, you know, and that doesn't happen anymore, and it's, it's you know, kind of sad in that sense. But this is the last storyline, and I wouldn't have thought that when I started it, but it is. Right. You know, it's funny is that it, Anarchy, I think, was in... If not the first, then the second Detective Comics stories I ever bought was Bray Fogle comics. Those were the those are the first ones I picked up. I think, like the yeah, second issue in that. So, yeah, I remember that as being pretty good, but it's hard to say. No, they I were. Good. I mean, I've, I've revered them recently. They're still good. Alan Grant really brought a dark edge to Batman back then. Yeah, I um, I, this issue was okay. I was I was I was actually really surprised that you picked it. It was like. It was fine. It was like the rest of them. It wasn't didn't really feel like a standout. But the stuff that I really liked, I don't think you read, so that would make sense, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's one of those things where you get the re- you get come to the end and you get the reveal, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> oh. exactly what happened to me. I, I read. My it, name I, is Jim D- I, Constantine. And he's like, oh, I okay. knew it was you, and I was just like, How did he know it was him? And it was, yeah, it was. It, it just, it was, it's not. It, this isn't unless you're reading these books. Unless you're totally into Batman R.I.P. It's not. I mean, I don't think it's worth reading. I mean, which is fair, right? I mean, that's not. You know, I mean, it's it's like I. I don't, I don't think you have to be reading. R- I don't think you have to be reading R.I.P. But I think you have to be reading the storyline. It's part four or six. So if you're if you're just picking this up blindly from the pick, it's not going to make any sense to you. Right. You have to have been reading the storyline for sure. I mean, the the storyline before this. All you need to know about R.E.P. is that, there, that this Batman's not around anymore. Really, there's no other cho- tie-in beyond that. Um, right. all so Batman's are, not around anymore? He's he's gone. That's all they keep saying. Batman's yeah, gone. Yeah, we don't really know what that means. Gone could mean dead. Gone could mean he's in, he's in Acapulco for the weekend. Gone could mean anything. And no one knows, but we'll find out next I'm week. I'm going to guess he's not in Acapulco. It'd be like, and that's the big ending of of, uh, of the whole thing is that Batman goes on vacation. <laughs> First time, that was the big thing he's never done before. That's the- actually why Dio made him change the ending. They were like, this is terrible. He can't go on vacation. When was the last thing. time Batman went on vacation? Right before, um, uh, one year later. They spent that year. Going- right, was that, that's a vacation. That, that's- <laughs> they spent a year traveling. Did they know each other? It was. Did it, like, they were on a luxury liner. Oh, was it really? But he did he, spend some time in a cave by himself. Didn't he go crazy? Yeah, didn't he go crazy in the desert? 
Well, that was the end. Often you go crazy at the end of a vacation. Cause you, when you've been on vacation going. for a year, it'll mess you up. Right. Also, didn't he go to he goes skiing with Jezebel Jet in the beginning of the or was that before one year later? I can't remember. I don't even remember anymore. It's been yeah, so long. A year somewhere. It was my last year. He was playing World of Warcraft most of that time. Anyway, um, Robin Wayne was the most fun book I read in a week full of okay books. So that's why it was a surprise pick, a surprise to me, considering there was a lot of heavy hitters this week. But that was it. And I don't expect it to be everyone's pick because it was a very sort of personal, you know, this is the one I had the most fun reading. Not for any particular earth-shattering thing. It was just I had a good time with it. And not a lot of books gave me that this week. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, an, it was an interesting week. I mean, I don't even think I've settled on what my pick is, actually. I don't know. Um, you know, there are a lot of stuff that I really, really like, but nothing really kind of blew, blew, blew me away. But um, I was so... No, as I got to the end of my stack, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> I was so, so excited for uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 578 because it was the return of Marcos Martin um, on, on pencils, which is just... Um, th- did you guys pick it up, or...? Yeah, it was my. It was almost picked. It was. It was in. It was fifty fifty at the end there. But so I mean, it's it's funny how I'm like. You know, I was laughing at it because um, I didn't even realize. You know, like I was all excited for Marcus Martin. I didn't realize that this was Mark Wade writing. And, yeah, it's and first, like you know, ten years ago that would have been a big deal, and and now it's kind of like an afterthought because because <laughs> I'm more excited about the art. But um, uh, I, th- I it was it was a great issue. I thought it was a really really solid Spider Man issue. I mean, it was really good. Um, it was a really solid first issue, which is why I didn't pick it because I think there's more to come. Yeah, I think it was a good it was a good setup. Um, but but beyond that, there was not a lot of meat on the bone because it hasn't because it's just the first issue yet. Yeah, yeah, no, issue. exactly. Yeah, that's why I agree with you. I don't know if it could be if it would have been my pick of the week, but it was just. Uh, I mean, there was that one page when um, Peter's uh, getting on the uh, the subway uh, that had the. the it was uh, the artist fantastic yeah, again. I mean, it was yeah. just. Although I thought not as, for some reason, not as strong. I don't know why. Really? Um, I mean, overall it was, but I thought he had less inventive stuff going on this time than he had the last time. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was pretty traditional, maybe, um, if that's the right word. Um, in terms of, you know, in terms of the, the storytelling, and there, was, there wasn't a lot of that stuff that really, really impressed us in that last, in that last go-around, you know, like those interesting layouts and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. It had the classic shocker, and it had a really, it had a, a very um, Romita esque uh, Spider Man holding up rubble, you know, yep. the torn clothes. Like it just, this has a very you know late sixties, early seventies kind of Spider Man feel. That classic Spider Man that I just really love, you know. So and I know that people were complaining that all the brand new day stuff had featured new villains, except for the last arc with Venom. But so now you've got Shocker, so I'm sure lots of people will be happy with that. Yeah. He's a it's about as classic as you can get. And I, I mean, it, the art was good. It just, there was only a couple of those really crazy layouts that he had last time, which were really awesome. Yeah. The subway it's panel un- was one of them. Yeah. It's unfortunate that popular nomenclature has given Shocker's name a different meaning. <laughs> oh, that's of, that's awful. Of, <laughs> is that not the, that's what you think of now. And like, if some dude who's like born in the 80s comes along, he's like, oh, Shocker. What's up, dude? You know, like, it's a whole other thing. He's got, he, no, he is an electric dude with a quilted costume. Yeah. Quilted like Northern. It's really kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of sad, um, Pax Romano number four came out. And I really have enjoyed this series, but I feel like it ended with a thud. Well, I'm holding, I'm reserving judgment on this until I actually read all four four issues in a row because I I read this, I understood the words, I don't know what happened. 
Well, I think the big one, one problem was the delays because a book like this is very yeah. intricate and dense and there's so much going on and I had big, a lot of trouble remembering all of the soldiers and who they were and what their relationships were and where they were from. And the other problem I think was this is a four issue series that needed to be eight. You think it was two? It was six. Yeah, I, but he yeah. loves the little, he loves the short miniseries. I know that, it, but the it, problem is it was too much story for four right, issues. right. Yeah, it did end. It did end really fast. I didn't feel completely let down for some reason. I I don't know why I was, I was expecting that. Maybe I think he said something about that in one of the interviews I heard him do. And uh, I don't know. I mean, like, it almost feels like he's still setting it up so he he could tell more stories in it if he wanted to. Yeah, I don't think he but wants he, to. I don't think he wants to. I yeah. think this was his story. Well, then maybe he he really liked to play around with the idea, but but the but the plotting of it wasn't as. I don't know. I mean, he got you to a place, and he sort of like he—you he, have the results of everything that happened, and, and why. I mean, the point of it being that the little group that went back and they were all together, totally split up, and they split the world up into different places. So instead of having one unified world yep. in the future, you have you know factions, like always happens. Right. Um, sure, but it felt and, more like an outline than a story. It was like they got to a certain point, and suddenly it was like, here's all the stuff that happened. But it's kind of always felt like that. If you think about even in the first couple issues, they spent a lot more time talking about things than showing them do things. They conquered the entire army in the very beginning off-panel. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, we're going to totally go there, and they showed up like, ah, so that's done. I mean, yeah. that's that's not different than it's been the whole time. It was very kind of fast. Yeah, I can I can see that. I like how um, the big map, when they showed how they broke it up, and I like how uh, Target took over Europe. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> Give it time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, liked, I, just, I, 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 liked, I liked. I liked the world he created. I just wanted to see more of it. Yeah. And the problem is, it was hard. There wasn't a lot of it. Right. I think I liked it a lot more than Connor did. Um, in that sense, I, I mean, I felt like I was like the thing is, he could go on and on about this forever, but he'd never be able to tell all of the stuff that like made up where we got to. You kind of got to take a leap in it. But I can see why you'd want more. Right. It's definitely worth wanting more. Still, highly recommended. Highly. Thoughtful. I recommend it definitely. Definitely, it's just that. Um, um, like nightly news was was more focused. Mm-hmm. You know, there was there was only one character to really deal with, whereas here it was so many things going on, and there was so little to deal with that it, it was you know you felt kind of like you weren't given enough of the story. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I need to read them all over. That's a problem. I don't know how much the yeah. damage the delays did to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely when the trade comes out, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to read it in the one volume and see if it flows better that way. Um. That said, I mean, aside from the story, I mean, I thought the art was just beautiful. I mean, what what he does, what the like, you know, kind of evolving the the um, uh, the layout, the graphic design kind of thing, and the art plus the coloring, like the work, because that's the one thing. Like, I think Hickman has really grown, and and mainly like with with the work on Red Mask for Mars, like his coloring skills have gotten really really interesting. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I thought that I was very impressed by the art. Continued, continued to be. So, and the head the headshot pit panel was great. Yeah. 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 Yep. How the 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 blam effect was in the design, like that was that was really good. I thought. So. Yeah. There's no. There's no. Is like the visual craft of it is is spot on. Yep. You know, for a guy who's doing a book that is not like anything else out there. Yeah. Um. You know, and it's funny because we also forget like he's still kind of new at this. What's this? This is his second completed series. You know. Yeah. This is his second and- year of doing comics. I mean, basically, it, it, you know, it, it's been a while, but it's, it's been, this is actually, these four issues have taken over a year to come out. I think it was September of last year, the first one came out. Um, you know, but still, you know, it's it's not very far into his writing career. 
you know, they say it takes a really long time to get all the bad words out and get all the bad habits out. So right. I give it some leeway. This is a hell of a start. Yeah. Uh, so, so Connor, you you did not want to go for scalped as the pick of the week, where where many could say you you well could have. I think mm, no. I think no. the I think it wasn't as strong as the last issue. Mm-hmm. I think it's another setup issue, kind of like the Amazing Spider-Man, in that we're gonna, you know, it was the last issue that ended with all the shooting. Was it set the Red Red Crow issue? Or was it the one before that? The last one was all about Red Crow. I don't remember exactly how it ended. Well, whatever issue it was where it ended with, he goes to the bar, and then you see a bunch of shots happen, or it started right. with that it's backwards. This is more set up in that we're getting more people to the bar. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting to a point where it's going to be Red Crow and this kid and the, the Hmong gang. They're all in this bar. It's going to end up being shot, shot up, and we don't know what's going to happen. But it's basically, it was just basically another vessel to serve to fill the bar up with people, kind of like getting the Punisher to this prison, where mm-hmm. the real meat of the story was once the Punisher got to the prison. This is the real part of the story is going to be next issue once we find out whatever happens in that bar happens. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was more, it was more set up. It was just... Here are these people getting them to the bar. You know? I just so like it was, how it was very strong, but it wasn't as strong. I thought as the last week, as last yeah. month. Okay, I I I just, I just love how every time we come back to this, like he almost like he can start over in an issue, and and it it just you can get to know some other person, and and you watch their kind of fucked up life, and you sort of feel empathy for them, but you sort of see them bury digging their own holes, and it's just over and over again they keep doing this. Um, it's really interesting. It's like these people who kind of want to do good but aren't really strong enough to do it. Uh, he's got such a handle on that kind of stuff, and and uh, I'm I'm digging his art so much. Uh, Gara's Gara's uh, kicking the ass. Well, it's definitely better when Gara draws it. It was, de- I mean, it was a strong four star issue. Again, it was part of that group of really good issues that were missing something. To me, it was just a matter mm-hmm. of we had the, we had the really great issue with Red Crow where we found out that something bad was going to happen, and we went backwards. And mm-hmm. this is just more getting back to the present. And so it was good, but it was I'm still waiting for the present to happen. Cool. Um, Ron, you read Thunderbolts 126? I did. I gave it a shot. Andy Diggle, uh, writing, taken over from, um, uh, what's his face? Um, Warren Ellis, Ellis, I believe. Ellis, yeah. Yep. What's his face, Ellis? Yep. <laughs> um, this was the uh, Thunderbolts, but without um, the disdain of the fact that he was having to write it, I think, right. a little more. Um this was I, I really liked this um, for a team that I don't like, filled with characters I don't like. Um, I just thought it was it was very sort of deft. It was very sort of well done. It moved quickly, like a lot of like a lot of Diggle stuff, where it, like he could get bogged down, but he sort of skips across the top of the things like that. Um, I haven't been reading this for a while, so I thought it was a good setup. It let me know sort of where everybody is is at, what their status is. I think that this team is going to be very different pretty soon. Um, I loved the the scene where. Um, I think it's Moonstone. Uh, just talks, like dresses down a uh, speedball. Yeah, and it's just like, and it's almost like he's yelling at whoever did that to him. Okay, let's let's stop with this bullshit. Right. Your power is so lame. <laughs> what was, was funny is, like, I, I mean, the thing with Moonstone is, I mean, and, and you read, um, you read Thunderbolts a little bit back in the day, right? Oh, I read for like fifty issues. Yeah. So I think mean, Moonstone is is she's she's bad news. Yes. And and the thing is, like, she hides behind this whole thing that she's like a psychiatrist and does all that whole thing, you know. And um, she used it pretty pretty harshly, um, and it's amazing to see how she manipulates people and stuff like that. And where she like is like she, you know she's like I'm just playing you, but she's not playing him. She's telling him exactly what she thinks. You know, yeah. I think you know that's really well done. And it's funny because I was excited for this because I know how much everybody loves Diggle, and mm-hmm. um, and I was excited to see how um, 
you know, uh, to see what he would do with these characters. But um, uh, that said, I wasn't that impressed. I, oh, really? It, it kind of I, – and I, I think this is a case of – I don't really think, you know um, – it didn't read much different from Ellis's, and I think I don't think it's a problem with Diggle or Ellis. I think it's a problem with the characters and the and the setting they're in. Um, I that's that my that's why different. I didn't even pick it yeah. up because I don't I don't I don't find anything in in the setup. I don't care about. the Well, setting. I think it's a bit of a transition. I mean, like he's got to shake off the Ellis stuff to get into what he's doing, but also within the context of. By the way, this takes place after Secret Invasion's over, so uh, they win. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, way to go, Marvel, to blow the end of Secret Invasion. By the way, with this yeah. issue, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. But besides that, I mean, I, I think that some of these characters are going to be gone, which is good. And, and there was like a little shadow where they're looking at a picture of the original Thunderbolts, and it was almost wistful. Yeah. It's almost like Diggle was like, I wish I could have these guys instead. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 I did see that. And the thing is, what really bug, bugs me about as a, as an old school um, Thunderbirds fan, I'm a big fan of Songbird, and I feel as if she got completely missed, like barely used by Ellis. Um, mm-hmm. He was more focused on Norman and on Venom and Bullseye and all that kind of stuff, and she's kind of yeah. really the heart of this team. and And so it was nice to see some empathy coming from from her as far as what they're doing and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I, I, I mean, it's, I, I was. It, it's definitely it's definitely going in the in the direction of trying to you know continue the Norman Osborn stuff and Moonstone and Venom and Bullseye. I mean, just look at the cover. I mean, they're getting rid of Chen. They're getting rid of all the very the people who were you know. Who were classic Thunderbolts, and I think it's right. more, more about whatever they're going to do now. And I was just—I mean—I was just pissed at the blowing of the ending. That's all. So, yeah. Um, how, much, I, how much of it do they blow? They blow. They blew, They pretty much they, they laid it all out. Really? Yeah. yeah we know. I mean, you know, like I, I, I mean, the thing is, it might take. I'm biased because I may or may not know how it ends. Um, really, but. Um, uh, if you if you read between the lines, you can figure out exactly how Secret Invasion Eight is going to end, minus uh, a big thing, which they didn't they didn't talk about that thing. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I, there, there's parts I think there was promise. I like the way that Diggle writes comic books, and I, I think he does a good thing. I think he's got to deal with a lot here. Yeah. Um, also, I really I thought that the I didn't really like the Mike Diodato art on the other stuff all that much. Um, I thought this was a nice step away from that. Um, I actually dug the artist on this. It was uh, Roberto De La Torre. I think yeah. that worked well for this book. Cool. Yeah, no, I like the art too. I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. This book, this book kind of bothers me because I have a soft spot in my heart for this for this title. And um, you know, sometimes they don't always. I don't feel as if that with the Ellis run and then this, they really. It's not the Thunderbolts I want to read, or it's not the story I want to read. But I know Diggle is really, really good, and I was so impressed by the losers. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, he is good. The, I mean, the other thing is, I think a little bit of that old Thunderbolts team kind of ran its course. Yeah, and it was like, how can you do that? So it's like, well, we have to do something else. I mean, as great as that was, it, that conceit of that team of bad guys who were trying to reform couldn't go on forever. It was like how it was on. For, it was like over a hundred issues. So oh, yeah, no, I mean, this is this is a hundred and what is it, hundred and twenty-six <laughs> issues. Yeah, yeah. So so I mean, it's not like that team didn't get their chance. But how many times can you go over that same story? Right. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Forever. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, um, real quickly before we go to move on to any other comics, I want to tell everybody about uh, Witchblade, the anime series, uh, which is available from Funimation now on uh, DVD as well as digital download. Um, you've all heard of Witchblade. It's the best-selling Top Cow series, and this is a uh, brand new take on the character that takes place in the future with a new bearer of the Witchblade, and uh, the whole the whole uh, uh, anime series tells the whole conspiracy of uh what she had to deal with but um so what you want to do is you want to uh 
check out this 24-episode series box set, which features a wraparound, uh, a wraparound art by Mark Silvestri, and it's got over 100 uh, minutes of extra features, including everything you'd want to know about Top Cow, behind-the-scenes interviews, things like that. And then um, uh, you can also, if you don't want the DVDs, you can go to iTunes or the PS3, uh, PlayStation Store, or Xbox or Amazon. You can download it directly to your computer. So make sure you head to uh, Funimation.com forward slash Witchblade to check out clips and check out series and the box art, and you can find out how to buy it there. So that's Funimation.com forward slash Witchblade. Okay, this is the part of the show where we talk about some other books quickly, but there were so many books that everybody wanted to talk about, we had to bring this back. It's the bell! <laughs> bell is back. We haven't done the bell in a while. Some bell so... will kill us all. Can we explain? What the be- <laughs> can we explain the premise behind the bell? Absolutely. The bell comes out when there's too many books to talk about. So what happens is each one of us has a book or many books to talk about. We get ten seconds to talk about, and after ten seconds, you hear the sound, and you have to stop. So that is what we're doing now. Let me just get my equipment ready. My <laughs> timer ready. So and, and yeah. I, just want, I want to make so the bell has got has I just want to clarify a couple things. The bell has got um, so people who love the bell. There's some people who hate the bell. I want to make it very clear to everybody that the bell is a last resort for us. The bell is when <laughs> the bell is when we absolutely cannot decide what books to talk about. Therefore, we try to pack in as many as we can. So um, so when you then once we decide on the bell, we go all out. Yeah, I'm no, talking about every the, book. I, I, the bell. I, don't, I don't. People who don't like the bell are dead inside. Yeah, so. coming coming from you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for me that means something. <laughs> All right, so we haven't done this in a long. Oh, I feel like it's been a year, so this could be a mess. Yeah, but whatever. It's gonna be That's fun. Where the fun That's the whole point. That's the so. and those of you watching, right, Josh, watching watching the show live, you get to see the mess happen immediately. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, so Josh, you are first up. Tell me to go. Three. You remember, you get ten seconds. You get three. I know, I got two. You. Go. I can't believe I bought a Supergirl book. Like, the whole time the story, I was like, oh, really? Am I buying this? But it was okay. I, I actually pretty much enjoyed it. Um, it, it furthered on the story. I'm, I'm interested in... Ron. All right. I talk about Dynamo 5, number 18. And if you like superhero comics, you need to be reading this. This is continually the best comic book, uh, superhero comic book out there. This is a great battle where uh, the, the... Damn you. <laughs> I bought X Files number one from which Wildstorm. I don't know why Frank Spotnitz was the writer. It was kind of okay. Uh, Punisher War Journal was. Uh, it, I felt like I'd missed an issue between this one and the last one, and I didn't know who most of them were. It wasn't as much fun as Frank running around just shooting scrolls last time, but there was some sort of plot. To- uh, Ex Machina number uh, thirty nine uh, makes me want Brian K. Vaughan to write comics again. Uh, I kind of feel That's bad. What I thought. Uh, hey, it's my time. Uh, I kind of feel bad that they've got to go back to the whole nine eleven thing, but when they, it's awesome. Fantastic Four, the de- five sixty one, the death of Mrs. Fantastic or Invisible Woman. It says it on the cover. They mean the old future woman, so it really wasn't that much of a big deal. But it was still exciting because uh, Miller does the ba- big crazy science stuff. <laughs> I love timing yourself. It's hard. It's hard to time yourself. <laughs> this doesn't count against my time, right? I concede my time to the gentleman from Maine. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Constantine. Uh, Hellblazer 249 by Andy Diggle still. This seems like this was like a big uh, end to a story that had been started a really long time ago where John finally came to the demons because he, he killed... Fucker! His younger brother. Fl- 
Flash 246. Didn't actually suck, but the kids aren't dead yet, but it looks like they're going to kill Linda. It was just a recap of Wally and Linda's relationship, which is why it didn't suck. It was no new story, but I actually did enjoy it. I beat the clock. Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider 29, which is... Um, I don't know what's really going on, but I like that there's ninja ghost riders everywhere. I don't really understand. It's just a big, dumb, fun ride by Jason Aaron. <laughs> Fire Breather number three, a series is taking a very long time to come out. This time it was actually really nice characterization with uh, Fire Breather's dad, who's a big, scary dragon, which I know sounds sort of silly. Uh, this book's a lot of fun. I would say there's only three issues. Go check it out, please. X-Factor number 37, um, Larry Stroman is gone, and some guy named Delandro is back, and it's much better, and uh, it's get it, it's more like how it used to be when the first series first started, so uh, I'm enjoying that. I beat the clock again, motherfucker. Finally, Ran Thanagar, Holy War number 7. I don't know why I'm buying this anymore. I love the first three issues. The last couple have been really bad. It's like one issue to go in this mini, so I'm going to go out with it, but oh, not good. And that's the bell! That was the bell. No! Who, who, do you want to who ask? wrote that? Who's writing that? Uh, that that's Starlin. I threw it oh, away. Okay. I don't know what's over there. Hold Just on. Curious. You actually, do you fling your books? Yeah. To the bell. Starlin. Yeah, I threw them. I, I read them and threw them because it was, it was very stressful. All right. Are there mm-hmm. any books we want to uh, expound upon or no? We're just moving on. We're moving on. The bell. Okay. All right, we're fine. That was the, the bell. bell. That was the, the bell. The bell is unforgiving. The bell is unforgiving. The bell's a bell is- wicked mistress. That was harsh. <laughs> All right, so um, so uh, over at ifanboy.com forward slash comics, everybody can uh, – users like you can go and you can pick the comics you let, you're buying this week and rate them and leave reviews. And uh, we'd like to kind of hear what the uh, iFan base is thinking. Um, so Josh, why don't you tell us about the first one? Uh, Burkhead uh, with Invincible number 55 gives the story and art both five out of five. Uh, the user pick of the week percentage was 29.5%. He says – Finally, we get to see the return of Nolan, a.k.a. Omni-Man, and Alan, Alan the Alien. It has been about 10 to 12 issues since we saw the two of them on the Viltrumite prison ship. Alan continues to be an amazing supporting character that we need to see more of in the near future. Great issue all the way around, and this book continues to prove why it's my favorite superhero comic book. Big letters, period. Um, and he's absolutely right. This was my pick of the week, hands down. No question about it. Um, it's it was the number it, one pick of the week. So yeah, if, you, if you've been reading this story, you know how much fun Alan the Alien is. Um, and when they do these issues, like Kirkman does them with sort of a, a silly sort of narrative that's, uh, that's it's just a ton of fun to read. And there's a giant reveal in this uh, that I'm not going to say, but uh, that, that sort of uh, sheds some hope on the horizon when all seemed lost. Um, and sort of shows us we could have a new sort of um, era in the book happening. Um, so this was absolutely fantastic. When, when uh, Ryan Ollie gets to draw space and battles... Uh, that is just a thing of beauty. So, Ron, this wasn't your pick of the week because you said you didn't no, know. No, I mean, no, I liked it. I didn't think it was that bad. I enjoyed it. I, I don't know if it, the, I, I shared the same. I haven't picked a pick of the week yet. I don't know what it would would have been. Um, Are you uh, depressed? It probably would have. Am I depressed? Yeah, I'm depressed. <laughs> um, Are you eating too much? I don't like anything. I probably my pick of the week probably would have been Ex Machina. Honestly, to be honest, with you. he hasn't eaten. He hasn't shaved. Um, it's the, end, it's the end of the week. I don't shave until Sunday. Um, anyway, um, it probably would have been back to my No, but Invincible is very was was really good, and I, I like to see uh, Mustache Guy back, Daddy. Right. So, Coltrane sixty eight reviewed Uncanny X Men five hundred four and gave the story a four out of five, the art a three out of five, and the user pick of the week number was two percent of the users picked this. And Coltrane sixty eight says, "Wow, in one issue, Matt Fraction is returning to what all of us X fans love and hate." The complicated intermingling of plots that requires almost total immersion in the X-Universe to gain any level of comprehension. 
I'm a bit surprised as the relative sparseness that had helped the Whedon Astonishing succeed seemed to be permeating the last few issues of Uncanny. Not anymore, folks. Here we have Colossus encountering a boogeyman from his childhood, Emma exploring Scott's sex-addled psyche, and a fascinating new plot with neo-Nazis in South America. I'm relatively confident that Fraction has the skills to navigate between these without having things blow up on him, relatively. Okay. Um, Coltrane, 68. I'm glad to hear you're enjoying it, despite the uh, kind of uh, almost passive-aggressive tone of your review. Um, but I have to beg to differ. I don't believe that Fraction is writing something that requires total immersion in the X universe to gain any level of comprehension. The I've been reading the X Men for years. The the thing Colossus ran into. There's no I don't know what that's referencing. Like that's that might be Colossus dealing with something from his past. It's not saying that it's you had to read Uncanny X Men number one fifty two to see what he's talking about. I think we're being taken to school right now. Um, yeah, and the um, the Cyclops psyche stuff. I mean, yes, we got a we kind of got a tour of Cyclops' mind again, kind of going to the well in that regard. And Emma, and which is basically just an excuse to I think get uh, Terry Dotson to write every incarnation of every woman in the X Men history um, to draw <laughs> to draw it. I mean, which was great. Don't get me wrong, um, but you know, I don't think none of this stuff was tied to previous stuff. Like as the X Men expert or whatever I am. This is fairly all new, fresh, and new stories to me. So I don't think I don't think it's going down that path as much as you think it is. See, I feel like his his point was more that that there's just a bunch of shit going on. Well, yeah, but that that but that's the thing. I mean, uh, yes, yeah, he says that's in a good way. Right? Yeah, exactly. No, I do think it's in a good way. You're both happy. Yeah, we are. We are. But but it, it just it, maybe I'm a little too sensitive, and I'll admit that or whatever. But you know, I just I mean, it's it, in the way he picked his words is saying that you know it's going back to how it used to be. I don't think it is. I think it's it might be a, a hybrid of the two. Um, nobody's going to write the way Whedon wrote. I mean, I, and we can't expect that. You know, um, so I don't know. But I, that said, I really did enjoy this, and uh, Dotson's art was awesome. So I can't. I'd like to go back to Scott Austin era X Men. I think no, that's what we need. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants. Okay, that. then Lobdell. Okay. I'll let you have that. So. I bet Chuck Austin wants that. Yeah. It's like back He's then, like things were going great. I bought a house. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but now uh, Chuck Austin just sits around watching movies. So he's probably got a subscription to Netflix. There are over 100,000 titles. No late fees. Free shipping both ways. You can get the Blu-ray titles if you want to go with the HD. They got fast delivery. Most of the stuff goes in just one day. If you have Xbox Live, this week you will have noticed that you can stream video uh, from Netflix onto uh, onto your your Xbox, and I they're gonna have to add movies pretty soon. But for right now, there's lots of stuff. It works really well, and it's it's actually really cool. I've been watching a lot of things. Uh, plans start from just four ninety nine. You can get a free two week trial if you go to netflix.com slash ifanboy. Let me say that again. It's www.netflix.com slash ifanboy. You gotta have the W's, or that doesn't work. <laughs> no, I was playing with the Netflix thing on Xbox this week at work, and it was it's very very cool. So. It's really cool. Yeah, like it, 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 some of the stuff in HD, like yeah. it's like it lets that's you, a killer. It lets you uh, watch. It lets you catch up on Two and a Half Men, right? Uh, that's creepy. With with Charlie Sheen sitting around in his shorts with his legs crossed all the time. <laughs> and that kid, they must have thought he was going to be cuter when he got older. They never are. They really they never, never are. are. They yeah. never get cuter. They only oh. get weird. Yeah. That's <laughs> a weird. Kid. And John Cry. Anyway. <laughs> that's a horrible, horrible, horrible show. And it's like the number one show for the last decade. Uh, it's been all bit. right. Let's let's not go down this road. Russ from Brooklyn, New York. This is email time. Russ from Brooklyn, New York says, "Is anybody reading DC's Trinity? Does anybody care? Does it have any bearing or ties to continuity with anything else going on in the DC universe?" Is Mark Bagley's Albatross? <laughs> now, now I wanted to uh, bring this up 
not so much about Trinity, but one, one to praise Mark Bagley, because we're 26, I, don't, I put my book away, I don't know what number it is, but 20-some-odd weeks in, and Bagley, Bagley hasn't missed a, an issue. Was there any doubt? No. He's doing, the equivalent, he's doing the equivalent of two issues a month. Because each, each Trinity issue is broken up into two stories, so it's like half a story, half a story. Mm-hmm. So he's done, he's, for, for half a year, he's done two issues a month. You know, what's funny is there as much as shit as, as uh, Dan Didio takes, uh, this is three years in a row of, of through two and a half years now of weekly issues. They haven't missed a day. True. It's pretty impressive. I don't know. I dropped it. <laughs> I did too. Right, I heard I'm, it's I'm, not talk- I'm not talking about that. I'm talking just about the fact that it's not Bags Albatross. He's, he's cranking out issues. He's yeah, no, I, I think if, if anybody... Nobody else... Yeah, if anybody's issue is it's it's uh, Busick and and Didio, I think that I think that's and I, not even I think Busick's doing a bad job because I'm not reading it, but it just it just didn't grab me at all in the beginning. Um, who was it? I, I think I was listening to around comics when Mike Norton was on recently, and he said that um, Bagley like turns in pages like faster than anybody, like to the point yeah. where like Bagley's almost on page per page from Busick, you know, like which is just insane when you think about it. So yeah, yeah. He, I mean, the story is. I've enjoyed the story. It's gone up and down. It's 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 solid. A three star book, which ventures into four star territory every now and then, and has only had a couple of bad issues. The last arc that we're on right now has been really good with the world without Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, where Alfred Pennyworth is a badass and my six agent, and the JS JSA are all grizzled war veterans, and it's all, it's all like a you know the typical post apocalyptic future. But um, it's been really good. This last arc's been really 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 good. Uh, but yeah. it's not. It's not. It doesn't bear on anything. There's no ties to continuity. You just have to enjoy it on its own. It's not something you need to worry about. Yeah. How does it fit? Don't worry about it. Just read it. Just read it and enjoy <laughs> it because it's, it's. It's. I mean, the thing is, is that like the. Ba- I'm almost more curious. Like I wish uh, I was really excited about the idea of the Bagley story plus the backups and and you know and I just wish it. I, I, I part of me wishes it grabbed me. It grabbed me. You know, but with the, in these tough economic times, I couldn't afford to do it on a <laughs> weekly basis unless I loved it. So you know. Yeah. It's a challenge. Um, absolutely. All right, our next email comes from Kevin from West Chicago, Illinois. I didn't know there was a distinction in between West and East Chicago. Um, okay, so Kevin says, Help me, I fanboy. I don't have a lot of room in my home to store all of my comics. I've heard Connor on the podcast say that he keeps his comics in a storage locker. I want to know if Connor has any suggestions for renting a storage locker to store my comics. Where do Ron and Josh keep their comics? I also have, to, I also have considered selling some of the, my comics on eBay. Have you sold comics on eBay? And that's the end of his question. <laughs> What's funny is that is that like I get... People who ask us uh, questions about like what's a good book or what should I be following or do I need to know this? What is it? How do you know if we know how to keep stuff? Well, because we're we're maybe we've been doing well, it. Well, Ron, you're a you're a horrid pack rat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're both really obsessive compulsive about shit. I don't give a shit. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you where my stuff is. It's uh, under the stairs at my mother-in-law's house. Yeah, or <laughs> in a huge pile behind me. If you can see, uh, uh, you know, if you're watching on the video, you can see my stacks of comics. You know, it's, and there's no bags, there's no boards, there's no order, there's no nothing. Yeah. So don't ask me. Well, okay, so to clarify, uh, Connor, you have a storage unit, which is a little different than a locker, right? Yeah, um, I've got a storage unit, yeah. but it's not, I mean, I need to, I feel like I need to clarify this. It's not just for my comics. I didn't buy it just for my comics. Right. I would have it if I didn't have comics. Yeah. I have a lot of stuff, and I live in a New York City in a small apartment, so yeah. I need, I don't have space for it all. So, like, all my winter shit goes there in the summer, and then it comes out in the... Christmas in decorations, the, and... It's yeah, just, yeah. there's just snowshoes, and, and, and sled dogs, and... Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I have a big old storage unit, and I rented it from a storage unit facility, and I brought all my long boxes there, and one har- one harrowing day of... Horrible moving, yeah, and that's where they sit. 
Um, yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing is that like I had a storage unit uh, back when I lived in Connecticut, and it was great because you know because it's it's great for storing both comics, but also I had all my magazines and all my books and all the things I couldn't bring myself to throw out, as well as you know clothes. That sort of stuff. Uh, currently, right now, all my comics are in a storage unit here in California, along with the rest of the uh, everything else I own. Um, <laughs> um, so someday I might take that. Yeah, but I mean, imagine being in San Francisco. You know, real estate is limited as well, so I, I, I probably never will get rid of the storage unit type thing. So I mean, the thing is, when you get to a point where you've got thirty-five, you know, long boxes like I do, it's 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 unless you are wealthy and have you know like a five-bedroom house it gets tough to deal with so you know i don't know I and ebay have... josh you sold on ebay you sold your comics on ebay not did too much ebay what i did was when i moved i sort of went through everything and i pulled out the stuff that i knew i wouldn't really want and wouldn't be going back to a lot of that chuck austin stuff we were talking about before um and i just went to my comic shop and i said you know you do buy these back and he went no but i said well what if i like traded you a bunch of them and he gave me a deal where it was like a dime a book, so I get you know I got rid of like three boxes that way. You know, there's all sorts of things you That's can do standard. with your book. It's a standard comic book. You shop know, some really. libraries take them. Some, uh, you know, sometimes you can donate them. You can send them to uh, soldiers overseas. You know, there's all sorts of stuff you can do if you really. You know, think about what it is you actually want to keep, as far as I'm concerned, because otherwise it just that's your albatross, not Mark Bagley. Uh, just these huge amounts of paper that are heavy and huge. You know, take out the stuff that means something to you, and 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 if it's if it's a problem, give the rest to your mother-in-law. Readjust. Way to way to bring it back to uh, the the Bagley question. I can I can do that kind of thing. It's called a well, I don't know what that's called. Callback. Callback. It's a callback. Call 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 or a, or a running gag. I, it wasn't funny though. Myth. 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 It's not. It's not a, yeah, a, yes? a legend. Maybe it's a fable. No, we do we do that was that a call a fable? It was I think a Aesop wrote those. I was making a Muppet movie reference. Were you? All right, Alan. Myth, myth, myth. Alan, we're moving on. <laughs> Alan, who is Kimbo on iFanboy, says, Wh- "Whose lives do you think went to pot when they became a superhero? Who could say Spider-Man? Well, I'm sorry, one could say Spider-Man, but really is being a gor- being between a gorgeous blonde and a gorgeous redhead all that bad? Maybe Batman? Would you say? For me, I think Colossus is hands down the worst post." Tights history of any superhero. He seemed to be so happy and carefree when he first showed up, and the guy loses his sister after watching her kidnapped by demons, finds out his brother's really not dead, just crazy, and his folks have been murdered. Throw in Kitty sacrificing herself after freeing him from a few years of torture by aliens, and I think Pete wins the prize for worst life choices ever. Whose history, whose histories you guys think show that maybe they should have rethought putting on a superhero outfit? The very first thing that comes to mind uh, is uh, Everloving Blue-Eyed Thing, Ben Grimm. Yeah, the thing. Yeah. He's the. I mean, like he is the. He's the first superhero who became a superhero and wasn't happy about it. What about I mean, the, that. What about the point. Hulk? The Hulk. The Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Where somebody well, things happen. He's got normal relationships. He may not have. You know. He's he not happy. Made of rocks, he wasn't. But he's not. People don't run screaming from him. They people love the thing. Yeah. But it took a while. And it he. But while, he can't yeah. feel. Yeah. He can't touch. Daredevil? Yeah. He's had some bad... Daredevil? Daredevil's had a bad run. I would say any but any of the X-Men, because it seems it's just trouble follows them. Mm-hmm. Um, Wolverine. Uh, bad run. He's know. unhappy. What, the next thing? You know, yeah. people die. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say Spawn. So, there. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, do you not agree with Colossus? Um, I do agree with Colossus. Colossus has a pretty bad run, but that said, um, 
that said, I think that a lot of, I mean, uh, if you look at any of the X-Men, you could look at, I mean, look at Cyclops. He, you know, his, he lost his parents, was an orphan, found out he had a brother, and then brother died, then fell in love with the, then his brother came back, and then fell in love with the girl, and then she died, then she came back. And then, you know, like, lots of shit's happened to Cyclops. I mean, lots of shit's happened almost, to Almost. Yeah. I mean, almost like a soap opera. Yeah. Yeah, almost like a soap opera. Very good point. Um, but yeah, so, the, I mean, a lot of the X Men. The X Men seem to have, you know, part of their thing is surviving despite the the negative things that happen to them. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's part of the pathos of superheroism is is that it's got to have pain, otherwise, why, why why do we read it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's funny that's the Marvel formula, basically. Totally, totally. I mean, Superman seems to be doing all right. I get you know what I mean. Oh, like, yeah. I except except, except having no, fa- no family and no no brethren or any of that. Yeah, dead, yeah. dead friends yeah. and yeah. yeah no, but that had nothing to do with him being a superhero. True. Yeah. It didn't it didn't happen despite him becoming a superhero? Like if yeah. Like, like if Lois died, if Lois died not in Kingdom Come but like now, that would be because he's Kingdom a Come Superman has that path. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Totally, but totally. like Batman doesn't because Batman's parents were killed. It had Robin's, to do with him being well, Jason Todd was killed by the Joker. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely had those those problems. Yeah, the Flash. All his but, girlfriends. But, yeah, but Bruce Wayne would have been fucked up if he didn't become Batman. Like it still, it would have come out some other way, yeah. you know. But, yeah. And but he's very skilled, so it would have been some other fucked up shit. Yeah, all right. That'd be a great story. Yes. Like the other way that Bruce Wayne could have gotten all fucked up if he didn't become a superhero. Because he's gonna get fucked up regardless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they all are fucked. Yep. You can read about these fucked up people at InStockTrades.com where they've got <laughs> you can see up to thirty seven percent off all of your trades. They got free shipping with orders over fifty dollars with fifty four hundred trade paperbacks in stock and order available for order. I've lost it. New releases. They put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> orders usually ship within forty eight hours at www.InStockTrades.com where all the fucked up superheroes are. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna want their money back for that one. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Seven percent off your trades. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, let's dive into the voicemail. Uh, first voicemail. I don't. What is our first voicemail? Dave. <laughs> hey, this is David Bloomington. Ron, based on your uh, no fun anti-Superman position, uh, reinforced by the fact that you didn't buy the Kingdom Come Superman special this week, I'd just like you to describe, if you could, like the Superman book that would actually get you to buy it considering the amazing ones that are out right now aren't doing it. And if it involves Britpop, I understand. If that's what it would take, I just need to know. Thank you. I, that's a really good question. I, I, the answer is nothing. I, I'm no interest in the character. And, and despite the subtle jab at me with making a Britpop comic about Superman, that while that would be amusing, I, I don't know if um, um, that would actually do it for me. I just, well, it's I, one of your favorite writers on it. Yeah, Jeff Johns. Yeah, totally. And I, it still doesn't. It's still not doing. You bought it when Jim Lee drew it. Yeah, because that's part of the. I, I blindly buy whatever Jim Lee draws. Right. So and, if Jim and, Lee drew it. You and, buy the thing, it. and the thing about that is that I regretted it, and I didn't buy that whole run because it, oh, yeah, it, it didn't make horrible. any sense. Yeah, it was awful. But oh, um, but if Jim Lee was taking over our duties with Jeff Johns writing it. No. Oh, no, maybe, maybe. That's a good point. Me. That's a good point. What if? What if? What if the you got them for free? Like they just arrived every Oh, yeah, Wednesday. if I got it for free, I'd read that. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Because free, what about, I can't. I, 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 I,
Yeah, I, the thing is, the thing is, on on a character level, like I would probably try it. I've sampled stuff. Like I bought Superman Red Sun that Mark Miller wrote, and I enjoyed that. I mean, but but in terms of jumping on, it's the same thing with Batman. Like it's not like I won't read Superman comics at all. Like or I won't what read if Batman. Com- starts writing Superman. No, hang on, hang on. But it's not like it's not that. It just it's buying it on an ongoing basis. I just don't have the time or the energy to um, to do that. You know. Um, so I don't know, I, 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 but yeah, if, if Dini was writing it, if, if Jim Lee and Jeff Johns were draw, writing and drawing it, hell, even if like anybody, you know, like if any, any, if Marcus Martin was drawing it, I'd probably check it out. I don't know if I can get on board though with the whole Superman mythos. That's the problem. What about Daniel Way? Yeah, Daniel Way would be awesome. Let's, Chuck Austin, <laughs> Superman. Yeah, Daniel Way, Chuck Austin co-writing, and um, and Scott Lob- <laughs> Scott Lobdell doing pi- plots. And I'm trying. What to- if that's a what's if that's a two and a half men crossover? Is there an artist I hate? Are there any artists I hate? I can't remember. I'm sure there are. Uh, 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 no, those are all writers. Yeah. You hate Ben Rab. That's a writer. I hate Ben Rab. Ben Rab hasn't written in ages. Though. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's move on. Okay. Before this spirals into a hate fest, uh, the next email is from Texas or voicemail. Well, I don't know. Hey guys, it's Andrew in Austin, Texas, and uh, well, I want to know uh, what are some comics that you like that you know aren't good. I know the knee-jerk reaction is to say, well, I only like good comics, but uh, let me give you an example from movies. One of my favorite movies is Three Ninjas. I watch it every couple of weeks, but it probably wouldn't even make it on my list of top thousand good movies. So, so in that vein, what are some books that you like, even though you know that they aren't very good, and you probably wouldn't even want to recommend them to anyone. Come on. I know you guys have them. Oh, that's 30 seconds. Got to go. Bye. God, you know what? I'm racking my brain, and I really don't think I read any bad comics. <laughs> I, oh, I literally... Uh, no, because I'm... Uh, it's literally because when I don't like something, I stop reading it almost immediately every time. Well, the, the like, thing, I don't stick through anything. The, the thing is the thing is that when we talk about bad comics, they're bad comics because of quality, but like something like Three Ninjas or like the Roadhouse example, like anytime Roadhouse is on TV, I'm watching it. Like I'm stopping and I'm watching it. It's a bad movie, but I'll watch it. I don't think there are any comics that are like guilty pleasure that you know they're bad, but they're good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have time. Like, comics I, I read that I, don't, I think are bad, I don't think they're good. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I yeah. think, oh, this is, I don't think, well, I don't, there's no guilty pleasure comics, Ron's correct. Right, yeah, I, yeah. They're good or bad comics. Must, comics I continue reading because of of loyalty to characters that are bad, like Birds of Prey. Or The Flash. But, yeah. Or The Flash, like Ron. But I don't think that Birds of Prey is good. Yeah. Ron doesn't think The Flash is good. There aren't any yeah. really, yeah, there aren't any really, yeah, there aren't really, really guilty pleasure comics. And because the guilty pleasure, because there's no pleasure out of bad comics, where there's some pleasure out of bad movies because they make you laugh and they're funny and all that kind of, you know. Also, they're yeah, but a bad comics just like ugh, get it away. Like you can't laugh. Yeah. It's not like like when you watch a bad movie. It's fun to watch a bad movie with other people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. You can all laugh. It's like you can do that with a comic book. Like you hand out copies of Chuck Austin stuff yeah. again, uh, like in a room, wow, and you all this, read together. I hope he's not listening to this episode. This is the Chuck Austin. <laughs> I know, he's, like, he's like the biggest fan. He has a T-shirt. He's got a little <laughs> banner. He's watching right now, and he's just like, oh. he's, he's in the YouTube <laughs> chat room, and he's just like. Oh, <laughs> and this is like we were the last step. Like we were Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison. Like now he was ready to kill us. Okay. Chuck Austin, now. you stream six three six seven three. Is that you? Oh, Chuck Austin, we're sorry. You just. Were I'm bad. Chuck Austin. There's a whole movement that starts up. Oh god, that's too funny. All right, <laughs> our last voicemail has a very interesting question to pose. Hey guys, this is Seven from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Which universe do you think would be deadlier to live in? The DC universe or the Marvel universe? Now, this is just if you're a regular guy. No superpowers. Thanks. Love the show. That's a really good question, and my gut instinct was that it was the Marvel universe because it's more realistic and it's here and, you know, and that, that sort of thing. Um, 
But then I thought about it, and like, but big thing, like DC Universe, your Earth might just disappear. Dark side. Yeah, dark side. Dark side comes, and you you get the you get the anti life equation type thing. You know, and it's. I think they're both equal, pretty much equally. Yeah, you're screwed. If you're living in New York, either way, you're screwed. And if you live in New York in the Ultimate Universe, you're just dead. Yeah, exactly. Unless yeah. you live unless you live in uh, Staten Island, so. Right. There's, well, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's Galactus to contend with too. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to say Marvel's almost more threatening or dangerous from a street level perspective, and and DC. Because you get the DC from a cosmic perspective, but then the whole yeah. flapping around. I actually think know. that's. I think that's swapped. I think the D- D- DC villains are more street level. You know, you're more li- more likely to get stabbed to death by the Joker. Yeah. My life. And the I, scrolls are more likely to come down and kill you in the Marvel universe. What really scares me about walking around in the in either Marvel or DC universe is the falling debris from skyscrapers. Right. Yeah. That, and the glass. Yeah, the glass. glass. You just can't. You can't it's walk covered. those. You can't walk those streets in those big cities. You know. It's then again, just Gotham is pretty much horrible. Yeah. Pretty. I don't much. think there's anywhere worse to live than Gotham. Yeah. Other yeah. than that place where the where the the Black Adam lives. Yeah. All right, so uh, if you have a question you want to shoot us a voicemail and ask us, you can e- you can voicemail us at one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. And by voicemail us, I mean call us at that phone number. Is that a verb now? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Be. Yeah, I don't know. All right, well, good times. Woo! Was it really? Was it really? Tell that to Chuck Austin. <laughs> Poor Chuck Austin. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I hate those guys. All right, so you can go to ifanboy.com for my full pick of the week review on Robin Warren 80 and all the in-depth comic book discussion and all of the writers. And this week we avoided major controversy, so yay for us. Yes. Always fun times at ifanboy.com. Yes. Uh, try as you may to avoid it. The holidays are upon us. Um, and if you were looking to get some stuff through Amazon, uh, you can go to Am- uh, ifanboy.com slash store. Um, you can get to Amazon that way, and that helps us out. And there's uh, sort of the, the books from the shows, the stuff that we talked about is there, and some of our picks, mine, which need to be updated very, very much so. Yes, we should do that. Um, mm-hmm. And you're going to want to check out the um, the iFanboy video show, which comes out every Wednesday. You can check that out on iFanboy.com. Wednesday is at uh, 3 p.m.? Uh, you'd think I'd know that. Irony. Eastern. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. Time. And um, you can also check it out at revision3.com forward slash iFanboy. Uh, this past week, we had a very long and interesting interview with Mike Allred, the creator of Mad Men. Mad Man, not Mad Men. Uh, <laughs> I kept doing that it. every time. Mad Man himself. Um, and then uh, next week, uh, we're going to be uh, answering your voicemails. So uh, if you've called in and haven't heard your voicemail on the audio show, watch the video show. Maybe you'll pop up on there. So. Hey, Ron, have you heard the good news? Anyway, <laughs> um, the other yesterday, actually, I got an email from a friend from college saying, "Hey, I saw you on TiVo." And I went, "Uh." So it's I good, it was on TiVo. No, I know, but you know, worlds colliding. Yeah. It's just weird. Was it the shirtless um, episode? I swear to God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> so if you've got TiVo, our fanboy is there in the free download section, all in, in all its high def glory, and you can find us. And if you went to college with us, you, there, there we are. We haven't changed. Uh-huh. We've gotten fatter. <laughs> we we have uh, so it, just unfortunately there's there's no way to cover that up because if you want my fanboy t-shirt you have to wait a little while pretty soon there will be a revision three store where you can get them until if you until then if you do have a t-shirt you can join the iFanboy pride group which sounds like some sort of San Francisco organization uh, on Flickr which is flickr.com slash group slash iFanboy pride and it's where you can post your your pics of you're wearing your iFanboy t-shirts which is kind of cool. So we want to thank Pink Sage for setting that up. And there will be shirts. Yes, there soon. will be. They're coming soon. Like seriously, like a matter of weeks. So um, 
anyway. Uh, so if you want to contact us, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com or leave a voicemail at one eight 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 fanboys That's one 888 Any questions, concerns, problems, anything you need, let us know. We're here to help. Please keep the voicemails to 30 seconds and let us know who you are and where you're from. So mm-hmm. Everybody did a good job this, this week doing yeah. the 30 seconds. They were, they were great voicemails this week. It was a good week for voicemails. So. Uh, if you like social networks like we do, you go to ifanboy.com slash about. You can find links to our MySpace, Comic Space, Verb, t- Facebook group, Twitter, all those things. And if you want to come watch it live and see all the madness and chaos that goes on to, in an actual show record, uh, be our Twitter friend. That's where we uh, announce when we're doing these things. Uh, spur of the moment. Yeah, exactly. You never know iTunes is where people find podcasts for the most part, and one of the ways that they do it is by checking the reviews. So if you want to help out the show, a really good way is to leave a review for this show or for the video show, the various versions of the video show. Um, so if you want to do that, please do. Feel free to be honest. You could be, you can check awesome or really awesome. We're fine with that. Uh, even better than that, if you think you know somebody who might like the show, send them a link. Tell them about it. Uh, make them, uh, make, burn them something. Uh, upload a, a file. We c- you can share these files. They're not like uh, they're not like Metallica songs. Nope. Do whatever you want with them. We're fine with that. Nope. Copy them to your heart's content. Torrent them. Whatever. Go for it. Um, cool. <laughs> and if you like what we do and you want to help uh, help us out, you can go to ifanboy.com forward slash donations where you can uh, donate to us via PayPal. Um, you can do any you know any dollar amount you like. We appreciate everybody who's donated. You help keep uh, keep us going and keep us in the black, which is where we want to be. So, mm. <laughs> so thank you very much. So. Mm. Um, I'd like to offer an apology to Chuck Austin. Uh, <laughs> In case this gets War back Machine. to him. <laughs> War Machine was not that bad. It was not that good either. Well, he did the art on it, too. No, he didn't. He did it all on computer, remember? He did the yes. art on that War Machine? He did everything. That was yes. that, that- a you, tour know, book. you know, it was very funny. Was that in my comic book store? There's an ongoing game because I don't like to get the comic shop news in my bag, and and the the James and Matt who work there try to get it in my bag without me noticing. Um, it's been going on for several months, but then a couple of months ago, they tried to slip in the War Machine trade paperback, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was very funny. Which was <laughs> so yeah, good times. <laughs> good times. Good times. All right. So until next time, next week. podcast. Until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Chuck Austin. This does not look Secrets good. Out. My memory's worse. <laughs> Boy, this is this is like bad animation. Yeah. You have the you have the you have the War Machine trade paperback. Present. Somebody gave it to me as a gift. Wow. Yeah. Whatever. It was Nick gave it to it's me. It's like all the porn I've got. It wasn't a gift. It was a gift. <laughs> I should, I hide this. It's like a, it's between my mattresses. Yeah. Like my wife was cleaning. She's like, "What is this?" And I was like, "Uh, it's it's just U.S. War Machine." Where did you learn to read this? <laughs> Who taught this to you? I learned it from watching you. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Who's going to take it? Not me. I will. Start. Okay. All right, you start. Okay. Three, three. two. <laughs> I- two. <laughs> three, two. Three, two. Three, two. Three, two. You're starting. You said you were going to start.
I know, but I keep doing it. <laughs> I'm, no, ca- I gotta stop. I'm counting Josh in. Three, okay. two, one.